Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to The Great Food Debate, presented by This Week Community News, a podcast about where to eat, drink, and more in Central Ohio. I'm Abby Armbruster, your host of the show. And before we start, don't forget to join our new Facebook group for all you Great Food Debate fans out there. You can find it by going to the This Week Community News Facebook page and clicking on the Groups tab. Now that we have that out of the way, let's do a deep dive on pastries with a couple of people who know a little bit about the subject. Uh, joining me today are... Michelle Allen from Mellow Boutique Confections. And? Jeff Excel from Fox and Snow. And uh, for people who've never been to your shops, how do you describe them to someone who's never been? Jeff, you want to start? I will start. <laughs> for us, it's a rustic bakery, basically. We do classic American baked goods. Uh, we don't try to get too fancy one way or the other. We have you know very basic things like cinnamon rolls, uh, sticky buns, cookies, scones. So, yeah. Rustic, and it's a coffee shop also. And most people would know it for its infamous egg sandwich. Oh, we also do egg sandwich, yeah. That's <laughs> most right. Instagrammed image, this probably. but <laughs> just slamming. So, yeah. You know. And then, Michelle, how would you describe Mellow? Yeah, ours is more of a, a like a, a European cafe, confectionery cafe concept. We do, um, we do really fine confections, uh, really well-crafted chocolates. And now we're starting to roll out our pastry collection, which, again, was kind of based on... More of my experience. I mean, I, I I learned this craft and trained in in Spain, and and the pastry craft there is very specific and 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 very much about assembly and presentation and that kind of thing. And so, our collections are really going to be based around and, and are based around those kinds of principles. Sure. Yeah. And uh, we kind of already discussed a little bit about this, but uh, what would you say are the most popular items on your menu for now? I mean, Jeff, we already mentioned for, yeah, the egg sandwich, me, but... It. Yeah, it's for the egg, the egg sandwich, you know, keeps the lights on for sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> the cinnamon roll is very popular. Um, my favorite is the... Uh, we have a blueberry galette. Yes. It's uh, like kind oh. of a perfect, like, almost like American pie, but... Tiny, yes. So. I had one of those earlier yeah, this great. week, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Michelle, see, I would say ours are probably... Um, we're 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 getting known for more of our savory croissants. Um, also, too, we do a, a collection of um, French pastries called financiers, mm-hmm. which are really beautiful. And those are I I, I can't make those fast enough. Um, and they look like works of art. I mean, yeah. they, you don't even want to eat them. They're so yeah, pretty. Yeah, they're you know. And then of course our chocolates, which isn't really a pastry, but it's you know it, you know you want to talk about what keeps the lights on sure. our chocolates for right. sure for sure. Yeah. Uh, and. Getting into the discussion, uh, what's the story behind both of your shop's names? Uh, because they're both pretty mm. unique, and they're not necessarily 
such and such bakery. So, <laughs> so uh, Michelle, do you want to start that? Yeah, sure. Mine, um, mine kind of came out of because I started this in in Barcelona, and at the time we were because I was really doing kind of private chefing for Americans in Spain. Oh, cool. And so it was called Taste BCN, BCN being the um, the call numbers for the Barcelona, Barcelona? airport. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, my husband started noticing when people would eat my food, they'd go, mm, "That's really good," and they'd make this sort of sounds. And at the time, because I thought it was really novel and the Spanish don't really eat marshmallows. <laughs> I would start feeding them marshmallows as a kind of a calling card. Oh, wow. And the name kind of grew out of them tasting the marshmallow and then my husband was like I know we should call it mellow because it's you know you've been giving away these marshmallows as calling cards and That's people make that sound so it kind of came out of it grew out of that sound oh my gosh yeah. I love that <laughs> I love that and then Jeff what about Fox in the Snow um yeah it's a weird name it's uh <laughs> It's not. I mean, it's not that weird. It's not weird it's after gray. you've heard it a thousand times. Right. But the first time I was like, well, okay, so it's it's a pretty basic story, but um, it's really hard to name anything. And uh, we went through months and months of trying to name some the mm-hmm. shop, and we went through a lot of bad names. And uh, <laughs> we were going to a concert one night, um, a Bell and Sebastian concert, which was one of our favorite bands. And uh, I thought, was one of my favorite songs is called Fox and Snow. So oh, I was like, perfect. we should call it Fox and Snow as a joke. And then Lauren was like, that's it. That's, that's the name of the shop. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, yeah, we'll see. This could be the name of the shop this week, and then we'll see who gets talked out of it. Sure. And we never got talked out of it. And wow. Yeah. It just stuck. Do just, you remember any of the terrible names from before? I do. I think yeah. my wife would kill me if I actually <laughs> said them on air. Fair enough. Fair enough. They can be secrets for yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, so... Obviously, pastries are something that everybody pretty much for the, uh, enjoys and, and loves to try, but they're usually not making them at home. You know, you're probably doing like a Pillsbury crack the case open type cinnamon roll if you're doing that at home, uh, but usually not homemade. So I wanted to talk about the what it takes to actually put these together and why they look so good and how much the how much training you need to even do that that it looks so good um so what kind of training do you need in order for somebody to be hired at one of your shops (laughs) i i think for us you know i try and culinary school isn't necessarily the the be all and end all for for finding this craft you know we have one guy that's that's probably going to be coming on board that is like you know a a a former former army ranger who taught himself pastry skills wow do you know he taught himself how to laminate doughs and that kind of thing and Mm -hmm. so you know I, i struggle a little bit with culinary schools here because i don't always feel like they're 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 doing the best job at turning out the um, the most um, skilled or refined, maybe. Yeah, 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 in, in individuals. So I think for us, you know, it's not necessarily about the degree. It's about you know we bring people in, we do two days of of, of training and, and cooking with them, and then we determine if we think their skill sets are are um, are, are applicable applicable in our world. Sure, well, that's great. Yeah. I love that. I I think it's important for people to. At least give them a shot and see what they can do. And then sometimes you think on paper, they seem great. And then when you get them in the kitchen, it's like... That's happened a lot. I don't know if that's... I couldn't agree more. I mean, there should be a class 
in culinary school called How to Hustle. Oh. Yeah. You know? Because, like, every aspect of hustling, like, uh, no yes. one teaches it. No. Yes. I'm not saying no one teaches it in Columbus. I'm like, no one teaches it anywhere. 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 Yeah. There's certain situations that you can live in where you just, I mean, like, you grew up a certain way with your parents. Right. You learn how to hustle. Right. Um, but, man, teaching people how to hustle is tough. And, like, my wife didn't know how to make pastries. She was a book editor, you know, and she, like, went on YouTube and learned how to make pastries there. Mm-hmm. She hustled in, like, her, she had you know, volunteered at night at bakeries to figure out what people say to each other when they're passing each other. You know, you're like just how to work in a kitchen, like how people act in a kitchen. And that to me is way more valuable than, Oh, like I know how to laminate this dough. Well, I'm like, we can teach you that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Are you a nice person? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you work well in groups? Can you hustle? Like those three things. And if you walk into an interview and you're like, I know you're a hustler. And like, I know that you, you show that kind of like go get it attitude. I'm like, yeah. oh, I love this person. And, right. You know, and we've had, you know, we have a lot of good workers. We have a lot of good employees. Um, and some of them come from culinary school and some of them don't know anything. <laughs> and the common thread is they all hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree. I think people are often uh, um, shocked at how much work it mm. takes to get you know, these kinds of pastries to the marketplace, mm-hmm. well done yeah. and, and, and ready to be sold, you know? Yeah. And it's not like fun. You, you're like, yeah. you have this very like rom-com vision of what a yeah. pastry is. And you're like, I don't know, like walk in there. Yeah. And my wife always, this flower. my wife always says that, right. you know, like these, these people come in they're like, oh, this is going to be like this uh, movie I watched where like. This girl's making this batch of cookies, and then this guy comes in. They're like, "Oh, we're making cookies together," and they get a flower fight. <laughs> right. you know? It's like it's not like that. Like, yeah, we yeah. crank out yeah. pastries, right? And yeah. like, that's great. You can make this batch of cookies. That's awesome. Can you make six hundred of them? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to get bored making six hundred of them? Right. Exactly the same. Yeah. It's yes. not fun. You're not like, oh my creative. Right. You know, juices yeah. are flowing making pastries. It's not. No. Yeah. It's, it's it's it gets it's monotonous at times. Yeah. And so you. But you're talking with people and you're having fun in the, in the kitchen, you know? And so right. it's a good work environment in that way. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, I learned the hard way. I mean, I, you know, I have, we've had tons of situations where you, you get someone in the kitchen and, you know, the personality is, is they, they, they're, they're, their personality just can't plug into the, the amount of detail right. and the repetition and the, mm-hmm. you know, no, it can't be that way. It has to be this way. It's a three ounce croissant. It's not 3.5 ounces. Right. It's, not, it's three ounces. Or right. There's a reason why it's yeah, that amount. And just mm-hmm. that we've had people, you can't wrap their, their head around the, that kind of precision. And that's, 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 you know, we're still really young. They're way more established than we are. So mm-hmm. we're still, and there's a, there's also like, there's Baker's intuition, which I, I personally don't have, mm. but like, you know, we were just recently having a problem with like certain doughs weren't rising the same way shop to shop. And we were like, okay, is it the humidity? Mm. Is it the, is it the way we're doing it? Is it how long we're leaving them out for? Mm. Um, is it how long we're baking them? Is it the temperature? Mm-hmm. And there's this intuition where we're like, I had to come up, go up to a baker and I was like, um, so in the morning when you're baking off, like what makes you, what? makes you sure that these are ready to throw in the oven. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, I push down on them and they bounce back up. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. How do I write that into a system? Right. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's intuition and you yeah. can't, there's some people who get it and there's some people who are like, oh, but the book says this. And you're like, uh-huh. yeah, that, yeah. That's, that is what the recipe <laughs> yeah. says, but right. it's different. Yeah. yeah. And while recipe or baking is chemistry, yeah. I mean, it's summertime. Yeah. It's more, you know, absolutely. It's, it's different. There's more yeah. humidity in the air. Yeah. It uh-huh. really does make a huge difference or even yeah. high altitudes, which we don't well, deal with yeah, here, but thank goodness. yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's 
for, for, for both pastry and chocolate, this We're, weather is a nightmare. Right. Really. <laughs> yeah, no constants, yeah. really. Oh, my gosh. And you guys are making me think of, I worked at a summer camp one time where I had to make 1,300 pancakes in the morning, and it took, like, three hours just, like, slaving away in front of a griddle for the next three hours of my life. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it has to be, You're like, drilled into you. Yeah. <laughs> no more pancakes for me. <laughs> uh, so, so... When they actually join your team, whether you know they've been pastry trained or not, how long does it take for them to go, okay, you're brand new to, you are really good at making whatever it needs to be that day? That's It varies. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, we're... We're still really, we're just, the way that Mellow started, we started, you know, when, when you go to market with your, with your brand, we mm-hmm. started with our chocolates because mm-hmm. we thought that was going to be the thing that was the most accessible for, for us in terms of introducing us to the community. So we've done the chocolates and the, and the coffee, and now we're kind of rolling out the pastry side. And so for us, we're still, frankly, figuring out what are those you know, how, what are those procedures? How do you how do you really introduce someone? I mean, at this moment in time, we, like I said, we interview we, we interview them, we bring them in, we spend a few days working with them, and if we think it's they're good for the culture, then it's it's kind of a match. Mm-hmm. But we know it can't stay that way. It's just right. that we're you know we're two years old right now. Sure, sure. Two and a half years old in real terms. We're two and a half years old. So. Right. And you know, we just rolled out pastry stuff this year. Sure, yeah. so still hammering out some we're of the still, details. Yeah, we're still we're by we're in no way, shape, or form do we have this ironed out. <laughs> yeah. And I probably no restaurant says that they yeah. do. But I think there's an assumption that you know that you do because mm-hmm. you're like, oh yeah, there's a line and there's um, there's. Yeah. Baked goods out, and you're like, right. yeah, that was a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 we, <laughs> we struggled got those out to get today. to the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, that was hard. Right. Now, I, and I hope none of my bakers are actually listening to this. <laughs> because, I mean, they do such a good job. And um, ever since we've expanded to two shops, mm-hmm. it's been, like, constant change. We had to, like, sit everyone down and be like, you know what? We're going to keep changing for the next three years, and, like, systems are going to change all the time. And if you're not comfortable with that... I'm really sorry, but, like, this might not be the place you want to be. Uh-huh. So, like, for us, it was, we're just figuring out, like, you bring someone in, and you don't teach them lamination right away. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, okay, yeah. let's um, let's cut the souffles. You're going to be in charge of bacon and souffles. Mm-hmm. And then, once you've mastered that, we're going to move you to this. I mean, this is just a new system, like, two weeks ago. You know, like, <laughs> this is, like, right. we're just, we're still yeah. figuring this out. Sure, yeah. sure. And so, you're like, okay, we can move you up, and you can move you up, you know. And we've just, we've made a ton of mistakes. And that's what, people assume you don't, but it's because you don't go around publicizing them, you know? Sure, right. So you just, yeah. you know, you, you're reasonable with your employees and you, you're you like, you know, things are going to change again. And yeah. they're like, oh, okay, who's yeah. my boss today? Right. You know. <laughs> well, and I'm sure the pressure of, of going from your your fourth street store to uh, growing to German Village and New Albany, it's like you obviously want to have people have the same experience no matter yeah. where you go, and that's a lot of pressure to it's a put whole on. new problem. Right, yeah. yeah. When you're tripling your staff to make sure that you're yes. fully staffed at all three places. So Man, I can only I think imagine. you work so hard to create a certain culture. Mm-hmm. When you start to think about that second location, how to get that to trans, trans, translate in this mm-hmm. new culture I mean, it's really weird. Starting a business is such a human pursuit. It's messy in the way that we're messy. And so all of a sudden you find yourself having to, to transfer something that you've worked really hard to, to standardize and mechanize so that things can get produced the same way every time. Mm-hmm. And then that has to get done in another location. We're already seeing this now with our process of doing 
And somehow the thing that worked here doesn't translate over there. Uh-huh. You know, and you're just, you're like, yeah, I'm it? not sure yeah. I know how to figure that out. Right. You know, like what's different? What, what the, the sauce is the same. Exactly. You know? Right. Yeah. The recipe is exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Is the building just facing a different window? Exactly. Yeah. Is the feng shui <laughs> off? Is it, you know, right. like, what is it? I mean, it? <laughs> between our first and second shop, they mm-hmm. changed the, like we bought the exact same oven model because we're like keep everything mm, the same like yeah, keep all variables sure. the same we bought the same oven it was different so yeah. the way that it yep. heated was different because uh-huh. I guess more people were, or like less people were making cupcakes oh, so wow. they were like well the customer wants this now so they gave us a different it was the same oven but like the heating elements were different Wow. so one of our shops makes banana bread really well and we found that after like three months, we we're like, oh, the banana bread from this shop's not as good. Yeah. But then after, so we had to like rework the whole recipe. Oh my God. And we had to change the heating element. <laughs> but like things you don't know and things you don't expect. And sure. It's, uh, I'm, I don't envy anyone in that position. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I love this kind of shop talk because I've worked in like five different restaurants, you know, growing up and that sort of thing. And so I think that stuff is fascinating. Hopefully the <laughs> listeners do too. <laughs> uh, um, so how early do your employees have to show up before, you know, the, the business starts in the morning? I know from working at Panera, one of my shops uh, that I worked at, uh, the bakers would come in at 10 p.m. and work until 6 a.m., and that was just how we did it every single day. But I didn't know if that would be the same type of case. But, Jeff, do you want to start? Yeah. um, All of our bakers come in around 4. The weekends, I think they come around in the same time, but we open an hour later. Oh. mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a three-hour process, and it's always down to the wire. You I'm know, kind of surprised all, it's they don't get there until 4 a.m. Yeah, I'm well, we had a night that. baker for a while, but um, it's just, you know, sending one person to bake it overnight is like, it's weird. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's, I'm surprised we haven't had more people sleep through the alarm, but we, <laughs> we emphasize how important it is and, you know. It's I've, hard. I don't envy that position either. I definitely, I used to open at Starbucks and I ha- would have yeah. to wake up at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. and open, I think, get there by 4.30 or something like that. And yeah, there, there have been days where I've slept through my alarm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I get a frantic <laughs> phone call and I'm like, the sun is up. That's not good. Yeah. So. And, you know, Lauren and I did it for a year. So like a year straight. So we're like, okay, yeah. you know I'm it. not doing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You start the taking mo- those things away from yourself and it feels great. Yeah. So. I was going to say the moment you delegate that, I'm sure you oh were like, God, thank goodness. Great. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Michelle, what about you? How early the, do people have to get? But not, not quite. We, we start around 515, okay. something like that in the morning and then, um, are usually done. And that's, that's, um, the pastry, but also some of the, the chocolate, especially now that it's so, the weather's so bad. That's yeah. typically the time that we get, get most of it done. Mm-hmm. And then we're typically done. You know, I don't know, around one thirty-two. Oh wow! Like okay. Yeah, because we're not doing in the afternoon. It, it, yeah, we're not doing it all day. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Oh, you're done. Yeah, we're okay. done. Once we do our our morning thing, we're kind of done for the day. Mm-hmm. That's gonna change. <laughs> and we're <laughs> trying to figure tell. out that right now. You know, but yeah. So then after that, we're pretty much done. What are the Columbus streets like at four in the morning or five in the morning? I I assume they're pretty quiet, but maybe Actually, not. I'm always surprised. I mean, because, you know, like you guys, I was the one that was doing it at first. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was always amazed at how many people were like driving to work at 430 <laughs> yeah. in the morning. You're just like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, what here? are you doing? Yeah. There's, <laughs> a, there's a hookah bar across the street from our forestry location. And like, if you drive past it during the day, no one's there. And you're like, oh, it's an abandoned building. It is hopping at night really so we roll, I know yeah, what you're t- is it really it's, it is like really loud 
Wow. And lights everywhere. And um, the guy's really nice. Huh. And he watches our building at night. So he's a... Uh, That's nice. But yeah, I, I, you know, we used to roll in and see Tony sitting in his chair and, you know, wow. loud music. And I was like, yeah, okay. Wow. Night and day. Totally. Literally night and yeah. day difference. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, uh, let's talk about the menus. Um, I know obviously Jeff, you guys try to change things up seasonally. Like the blueberry galette becomes, I think a peach galette. Yes. Or yeah. Are just those two flavors. Just those two flavors. Okay. Yeah, there. Yeah. And then uh, you introduced like the tomato tart earlier this year. Yes. So talk us to a little bit about you know, obviously the different fruits, but then just how often you want to change things up or introduce new things. Um, for us, we've realized that, I mean, if you're a shop and you just kind of exist and put the same thing out forever, it, you know, people are like, this is great, but they get a little tired of it. So sure. for us, like a big ingredient to our recent success is like. We've, you know, our, our kitchen manager who used to run our whole kitchen and kind of changed the way things were there. Um, she's moved into a position of, you know, R&D. And so her and Lauren just like, you know, sit on the sit on the couch in the office and like think about these great ideas. And I'm like, sure. oh, this is great. This is great. We're going to roll these things out. We're going to roll these things out. And it, for me, it's exciting because, you know, the menu changes and stuff like that. And, you know. The year, the year we, we opened the second shop, we didn't change the menu at all for the year because we were just like, oh, we have to do all this back back end work. Right. Um, so, yeah, our menu, we try to come out with seasonal pastries, but we're also trying to expand a little bit into like, oh, you can come in at 1 o'clock and grab something in. That's not necessarily... Like know. breakfast item. Yeah. 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 We want to move into like lunch treats and like mm-hmm. um, things you could eat. You know, like the tomato tart's fantastic to eat, you know, in the middle of the day. A good savory. Yeah. Item. yeah. So we're, we're trying to move that direction. Um, but like anything else, it's really hard. <laughs> you know. Easier said than done. <laughs> Man, yeah. Everything takes three months. Mm-hmm. So um, it does. It really does. You're like, to like, why can't we just roll out a sandwich? You're like, uh, you know how long that takes? <laughs> really? Like so it's long. True, so though. long. Um, so thank you everybody for patience. <laughs> um, yeah, no, our, it's seasonal. Um, and we try to keep the the pastries within the kind of themes of the seasons. I mean, it's sure. kind of straightforward. So. Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then Michelle, obviously, we're, you're we're, adding pastries. We do the so. same. You know, we how we try and change things seasonally. Like you know, the on the kind of the fall and the winter, we had our which was hugely popular. Our pear rosemary tarts yes. were really popular. Yes. And so we did those, and then and then we kind of as the, as the summer kind of rolls around, we start moving into the more more summer fruits. But you know, to Jeff's point, I think you know. It's it's not an easy thing. Just I mean, I would get here because this is me. I, my background wasn't in 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 restaurants and whatnot, so I kind of came to it from a, a, a layman's perspective. And mm-hmm. so I would think, oh yeah, guys, let's make a you know whatever, right? And it would throw a real wobbler uh-huh. in our entire production uh-huh. because all of a sudden it, there was an ingredient that wasn't part of our normal buying cycles that had to then go out and get sourced, and we had to go, you know. And so I really kind of had to learn the hard way. Um, I had to discipline myself mm-hmm. um, in terms of designing menus, seasonal menus that we could stick to, but also offered me a little bit of flexibility to throw something in. I mean, we just hired this, we have this new hop operations manager that's starting and, you know, and he's, he's created this little space for me to just, you know, think that's where I can throw my, like my, my, <laughs> you know, if I get a spurt of creativity to, right. you know, do something. Okay, Michelle, that's where you do it. Because, but this is the menu and the menu is locked and this is what we're, yeah. you know, everything's based on this. Projections are, ba- everything's based on this. So, you know, that, that's been a, um, a, a challenge that sure. part. But yes, we do do seasonal menu. 
menus. And um, and I try, you know, we're not one of those companies that can source everything locally. There's no cocoa fields right. anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, so we don't, we don't, we're not, we don't, you know, stick to that kind of, um, but we do, you know, we do, I think, buy responsibly for sure. our seasonal menus. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's not as easy as just going to the farmer's market and saying, wow, no. the tomatoes look great. Let's just yeah. use those up, you know? Yeah. That's that That's that romantic vision of a, right. of a shop. Right. That, yeah. you know, Absolutely. A truck comes in with a big box of bacon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I don't find a pig to harvest. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'd probably hook you up I want one. to. Yeah. You know, we all yeah. want to like, right. live on a farm and make, like, three pastries. Yeah. <laughs> or my big... Um, well, you know, anytime I have like a new baker or something, they're like, we should make this, uh, we should make this, this pastry. And like, oh yeah, what are the ingredients? And they show me the ingredients. I'm like, oh my gosh, those are so expensive. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. do you know how much that costs? I know. Right. Like, I, like, I know. alarms going off. Yeah. Like, saffron? Are you joking? Right. <laughs> That's like gold. Right. Like you're eating gold. Are we sending you to the Middle uh, East to yeah. get those saffron or what? This is an $85 cookie. Right. <laughs> Cool. Well, that's like Dan the Baker had like a $32 truffle or a $23 truffle, yeah. something yeah. like that. Uh, truffle croissant. Yeah, oh. because it's like great on paper, oh. but then... They're delicious. Yeah. Right. They're expensive. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you willing to pay $23 for a croissant? I mean, maybe yeah. once in your yeah. lifetime, but not every week. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and the, in the end of the day, it's the every week. I mean, that's what's right. going to keep your lights on. Right. Yeah. You not know. those Also, say whoppers. what you will about... Like Starbucks and McDonald's and stuff, but like, you know why people go there? They know exactly Where what's on the menu. Uh-huh. Absolutely. True. So and if it's you the, the same menu, every time. Yeah, if you change mm-hmm. your whole menu all the time, people are like, what What happened to the glut? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We got tired of making that. Yeah. yeah they don't care. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah. yeah. Where's my glut? <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. I come in every exactly. week for a glut. <laughs> I've gotten chewed out by customers yes. like, who, who oh run into God. me and yeah. they're like, like, why aren't you doing that anymore? And yeah. It's a personal attack. I would, you know, present this new thing to you. And I'm like, I don't. Okay, that's yeah. great. But I want the old thing. Yeah, I came here for this. Yeah. That's what yeah. we, yeah, I mean, that's why you're like, oh, let's introduce this for a while. If people love it, we'll keep it on. But if they don't, you know, we can rotate it yeah. out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like. <laughs> Thank goodness, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not taking anything away, yeah. but we are adding yeah. something. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, and Jeff, we already talked about uh, your extra locations in German Village and then New Albany, but mm-hmm. how did you pick those suburbs or. Oh, man. You like, know, how, how did that come to be? This is, okay, to be really honest, mm-hmm. I am not really the baker guy. Like, Lauren is for sure the, the genius behind the food. I'm more the locate, like, I'm going to try to find locations and, like, do the back end and the business part. Like, really mm-hmm. the boring stuff that's not sexy at all. <laughs> but you need that person, yeah, though, for sure. still. Um, I know my place. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, you know, I'm not bad at it. But um, I always think about this in, like, this huge global thing because... People come to me like, why haven't you opened in Dublin? Mm-hmm. Why haven't you opened in Clintonville? I'm like, show me a spot. Uh-huh. Show me a location. Yeah. And they're like, what about this? And you're like, okay, there's no HVAC. There's no plumbing. Right. There's no electricity in there. So I'd have to put three phase. There's all this super boring uh, stuff that mm-hmm. no one wants to hear about. Yeah. And I'm like, do you know how much three phase electricity costs? Yeah. Or um, even just the rent alone yeah. in certain areas. Or they're like, well, what about this new development? You're like, that's great. They want $10,000 a month. Yeah. Exactly. Are you that's guys going to come in that much? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, there's this kind of like, do you rehab this place or do you go to developer? Right. And so this is a really long-winded way to say it's really hard to find a compromise there where you're like, mm-hmm. this is a beautiful location. The developer is reasonable and they gave us, they gave us a pretty good deal and they see that our value there and drawing people to that location and they can integrate that into their business plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying, I'm not trying to go in there and like, 
you know, screw these people out of right. into a good, you know, like a ridiculous rent where they're not going to make money, but it has to be a good working relationship. And like, I have to pay a rent where I can go back to my employees and be like, okay, this rent is, is X amount of the pie. And so it won't squeeze your part of the pie. Like I can't be like, well, everyone at this location makes less money because right. they pay more rent. Yeah. Like, right. I have yeah. to treat my employees. I have to protect them. Right. You know, because like you can't cut food costs. Right. I mean, th- I'm getting, I'm sorry. This is a deep dive <laughs> into business. A, You've no, struck a nerve. Talk. Yeah. Sorry. But, like you can't cut, um, the lights off. Right. You have to pay for, pay for water. You have to pay for this and this. So who gets squeezed? Right. You know, so when things are on sale at Whole Foods, who gets squeezed? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the people working. Mm-hmm. So right. like you have to be really protective of, you know, if anybody has a location in Dublin <laughs> that wants to offer me really good rent. <laughs> My number is just yeah. <laughs> so that's how we find the locations. You know, really good people are mm-hmm. willing to take risks and be really, you know, work really well with us. Sure, and it does seem like kind of a diamond in the rough type of situation because you hear all the time of restaurants forcing to leave because they can't afford another rent spike or whatever. Oh, so that breaks my heart. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. it is unfortunate, and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, okay. I was just, I just, I just want to tack onto that. Also to people say, oh, you know, you, you know, it'd be great if you open a location here, but a lot of times people don't understand. Like when we look at a a location for, for us, you know, I look at the, the demographics and you know, who's there and what time they're out and about and whatever. Right. And and sometimes people think you're like uh, the spot's perfect for you. And then you do some research on it and there's like, there's no one around after four (laughs) o'clock. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or there's, you know, I mean, the, the, the space has to get developed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, we're a startup. Yeah. We, I don't have the money to put in. Right. You can't just like gamble on a space it. Uh-huh. while like, I cultivate a, a following in the area. You yeah. Know? Like, this right. place is going to be great in five years. Like, exactly. are we going to be around in five years? <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. getting in on a deal. Like, I know saying. why I'm getting in on a deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Who's paying for the next yeah. five years of our business? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. And uh, are there any limitations to what you guys can make at this point or, or are there any things that you've tried that you said, Oh, I know this is going to do really well. And then either in development or, you know, the research phase, you're like, Oh, okay, never mind. This time. is not going to work. <laughs> also all the time. It's oh. people shop with their eyes, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you're like, this is going to kill. Yeah. You put it out there and like, well, it's, spinach <laughs> and it's like a lattice spinach pastry and they're like it tastes amazing yeah, but no yeah. one wants to people walk by and they're like okay blueberries mm-hmm. strawberries spinach okay, yeah which one do i want I and with your shop it's like you walk in and you're like oh these beautiful things and people they're like how much is that who cares right that's beautiful i want to eat it yeah it's it's an eye you know was interesting because honestly, when we when we first started, you know, I had all these, and I'm not taking anything away from the current collection. Sure, I'm sure. What I'm going to say by that, right? But I, I, you know, I had all these crazy, like this sort of Spanish olive oil with black olive shortbread and whatnot. People are like, oh my gosh, that's really great. The Span- Spanish olive oil ganache and whatnot. Can I have the brown butter and rum, please? Uh huh. Yeah. Do you know? And so we really had to be smart about how we started to introduce new things, mm-hmm. you know, pairing them with things and, and trying to, um, 
be respectful of the of the of the local palate and but at the same time starting to you know hopefully building their trust over time when they're when they they try a few things and they like a few things and then the next time you're around and you've got this uh, 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 you know I have one one um, one uh, tea cake that's made with chanterelles with mushrooms yes and 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 you know now we have customers that will trust that we'll do that when we first opened that wasn't the case <laughs> they're like oh my gosh that's really beautiful but I'm not going to spend my money on that. <laughs> right. It's so true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. 100%. Well, me and my wife were just in the car talking about this. I was like, wouldn't it be great to like do like a lavender, whatever. Yeah. And, you're like, and she's like, do you think people are actually going to come in by that? Like we've built up enough trust where we can put maybe one of those things out and people mm-hmm. will say, oh, okay, yeah. your other pastries are good. I'm sure. going to try this yeah. lavender thing. Yeah. But if your whole menu is like crazy, it's yeah. like, you know, people are like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But they're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not doubting that they're good, but yeah, I'm still coming in and getting my old regular thing mm. instead of trying mm. that new thing, whatever that might be. Mm. My oh. husband's really good at like, you know, because we're, we're like them, the husband-wife team. You know, Paul's always in the shop and he's gotten really good at like, you know, they, they go with the normal thing and then he's like, have you tried the whatever it is, you yeah. know, the chanterelle? And they're like... I don't know. I don't normally do mushrooms yeah. in my chocolate. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right. And, you know, he's like, he cuts something up and gives him a little piece and says, try that. And, you know, he's gotten really good at helping people experience it without, um, without you know, without making them feel like they're, you know. Being forced into a yeah, sale. Yeah, being forced yeah. into a sale or, 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 um, or you, know, you know, questioning their their taste or their palate you right. know what I mean and right. so he's gotten really good he's he's much better at that than I mean like that's totally his lane now mm-hmm. um, at doing that and so he's he's based a lot of our sales strategies and for for people coming into the shop on 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 his his that that kind of pairing of things so that we can start you know we can start um opening up the ideas of what's possible when you right. come into the shop. You know? Yeah. You don't want to, I totally agree. You don't want to feel pretentious. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. People walk mm-hmm. in, they're like, yeah. oh, I shouldn't be here because this, exactly. yeah. this thing's inaccessible. And like my baristas are always like, what about this crazy <laughs> coffee drink? And I'm like, Oh, I no. love baristas. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what percentage of the people who come in here are baristas? Right. Like point zero two. Right. I yeah. love them when they come in because they're like, "What? Like, where is this from? What? Yeah. yeah. You know, is this a single origin? Yeah. Um, but that's so. That's yeah. not. That's not very often. But you want to be able to like introduce yeah. your customers to like, oh, hey, I found this really crazy great thing and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But you like you're saying like you got to build that trust yeah. first and, and it's a fine line between being too pretentious and. And we Accessible, get accused of you know? that. Yeah. You it's... know, we struggle with that. Like people think, oh, it's great, but it's so fancy. We only have to yeah. use mm-hmm. it on special occasions. Yeah. And, you know, we've really tried to knock that down because it's not it's not fancy. I mean, we, you know, what I do and what Mellow stands for is it's, it's an age-old craft. Right, you right. You know, I mean, it's like it's, I, I often think that, you know, pastry craft, confectionery, chocolatier, these are all like human traditions passed on. It wasn't about culinary school. Like the, I always say the lowly marshmallow, which we normally go into Target and buy. Right. You know, my God, has that fallen from grace. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right. you know, it's you know, the fact that we go to Target and get them. I mean, it was a confection for kings, you yes. know, because of what you can do with cooking sugar at certain temperatures and aerating it just so and those kinds of things and so what I say to people it's not fancy it's like I feel like we're trying to um, 
be respectful of a tradition Mm -hmm. that many cultures have worked really hard to bring to us. And we're partaking in that. Right. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like a special kind of thing, you know, the French and the lamination process and the, or, you know, or the, or the North Africans really before them with the, with the, the, the lamination and the um, uh, lamination process. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not fancy. And and we really, we do struggle with that too. I think because. Sorry. That's a fun challenge though for. For us, which is like, I think we, this is what we tell every barista when they first walk in is like, okay, people are going to walk into our shop and think we're pretentious because yeah. of the way things yeah. look in here. Uh-huh. And yeah. so your job, your challenge is to like make every person feel welcome. Absolutely. And the mm-hmm. people Absolutely. who you look at and you're like, I am going to have a hard time connecting with this person. That is your biggest That's challenge. Exactly. And that is the person you have to Precisely. win the most. Yes. So sure. like. I have become great at talking to everyone. <laughs> yeah, any and I personality. Want all of my people in front to, you know, embrace those challenges That's of like, right. you know, we changing people's same. minds. Yeah, totally. Everybody's welcome. Yes. Everyone should feel comfortable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Michelle, I have to assume since you're so close to the convention center that you get a lot of people from not necessarily Columbus, or am I wrong in mm-hmm. that? No, you're absolutely right about okay. that. It's really interesting being in that location because we totally. Totally. All of our, you know, that, that old military ad- adage, you know, no plan survives contact with the enemy. Uh-huh. All of our plans for that location got completely thrown out of the water <laughs> once we got there because we realized the customer changes based on who's in the convention center. Right. Every day. So, <laughs> you know, one day you have a group of engineers and whatnot, and they're there. And then another day you might have, you know, the Comic-Con kids dressed right. as Pokemon. <laughs> you know, and like they're completely different. Yeah. customers who want completely different things. And so really we spent the, the first year catching our, I mean, starting a business is hard enough, uh-huh. but that first year was, I think it was even, it was, we had this added thing of trying to figure out like, oh wait, today we're servicing, you know, educators. Oh wait, today it's politicians. Wait a minute. No, now it's these other guys. So that location has taken us a while to figure out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're just now getting to a pl- place where we can kind of program, you know, we have our core menu and then we can kind of program additional things based on who's going to be uh, in the area. Surprisingly enough, the North Market, which we love, it wasn't as much of a draw as we thought it was going to be. Because people drive, they park. And then they leave. And they go in Mm -hmm. and they get back in their car and they drive away. Wow. And so our location is really dependent upon a foot traffic. And, and, you know, foot traffic is only there if something's going on in the convention center. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we're really reliant on on what's going on there. And it's it's in our interest to, to, to make sure that whatever we have going on is respectful of, 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 of acknowledging what's going on in the sure. convention center. I was going to say, do you have like a frantic like check of the schedule? Absolutely. Like, what's going on this week? Absolutely. <laughs> Months in advance, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And uh, so then you also do catering on uh, we do. catering we do and events and that sort of thing. Mm. So what kind of customer is that? I assume it's totally corporate. different than your corporate. We do, yeah. We do a lot of, we do a lot of corporate catering, um, executive catering, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, you know, we get really lucky because we can do, we do lots of celebrities. When celebrities come into town, they hire us to come in and do the, the, the breakfast or buffets or that sure. kind of thing. Um, and are those easier then, to gauge on what they would like or what they wouldn't like or not necessarily? Surprisingly, no. <laughs> the you know what I mean? They're you, just but... like people. Do you know what I mean? Right. They like what they like and they, you know, they want good food. And, and everyone has an opinion you know, on food. Exactly. They really do. And so um, that's, yeah, I mean, I would say that's, you know, catering and that kind of thing is probably about half of our business. Wow. Yeah. 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 
crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, Jeff, can you tell me um, a pastry that you've tried but didn't, just didn't really work or one that you think if we could do this and if the food cost was right, we'd be able to do it, but mm. it just hasn't happened yet? I'm like, should I? What would, <laughs> you don't need to divulge any what secrets. What would but. my wife say? If she knew? <laughs> uh, I know the answers to that, and I'm... <clears throat> or what doesn't she want you to say? Yeah. No. Uh, let me think here. All right. Being honest, we had a we had a pop tart really early on oh, that okay. I was I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and you know when you're open in business, you don't know what you're doing, so sure. you're just like, let's make this thing. Yeah. And you're not like, what are the labor costs? Right. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we realize very very slowly mm-hmm. that uh, the labor costs on pop tarts are far outweigh the interest mm. in pop tarts. Wow. Um, and also we also learned that. You have to see what's in the pastry to mm-hmm. buy it. Oh, so a pop tart yeah. covers what's in the pastry, and so it was very hard to display um, mm. what it was. Mm. And yeah. so, whenever we put those, like, "What was your favorite old pastry that we got rid of?" Like, people are like pop tart. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't buy it, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, um, they look great, right? Um, I love that thing, and our yeah, there's a couple that we tried that I thought, oh, these are gonna do it these are yeah. gonna be amazing we had a um and we still talk about this one uh we had a bagel like a bagel bite thing oh that was just yeah. like a round bagel i'm probably doing this i'm probably not calling <laughs> it the right thing <laughs> it's like this uh it, yeah it was like a bagel bite but it was also kind of a pretzel okay and it was like stuffed with a cream cheese and Ooh. it was so good oh my god and we had to have like this weird chemical to like make it the right way <laughs> yeah um and no one wanted it Wow. And we were like, this is going to kill. Yeah. And it was, oh. and it didn't. Yeah, and so all like, that time okay. and energy put into it. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. But you just like, you know, you just got to move on. I'm shocked about the Pop-Tarts, though, especially with like 90s resurgence of like oh. 90s kids. You I think love that Pop-Tarts. Yeah, that and like Dunkaroos. Pop- you can't yeah. trust someone that doesn't love Pop-Tarts. Right. <laughs> so that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just saw on uh, Instagram yesterday, the Cheesecake Girl is doing Dunkaroos with like cheesecake and okay. then like frosting. And mm-hmm. I was like, that would be great because yep. I love that as a kid, but can't find them now. Uh, so my last question for you guys today is uh, if you're going out and getting a pastry yourself, well, first of all, let's back up. Do you eat pastries? I mean, obviously, you have to try stuff without you're in the kitchen. But do you still eat pastries, or do you enjoy it, or do you hate them now at this point? No, I still totally love them. I, I still totally love it. And I'm just always looking around and tasting things. And, yeah. Um, I love pastries. I have crazy sweet tooth. But I just found out that I can't have dairy oh no yeah. that is so tragic. i actually don't eat many of our pastries gotcha uh but you know it's actually not tragic because i've eaten a lot of them <laughs> yeah so you've had your There's fill definitely for like this like times. freshman 15 that you get <laughs> right. when you start working with us um but um i love them so i'll occasionally hurt myself splurge yeah, yeah. right yeah <laughs> So then, if you are in the mood for a pastry and you can't go to your own place, where do you normally go? Hmm. A lot of times I'll go to them. <laughs> yeah, or, that works. Or you know who else I really love is Sarah's Breads. Oh yeah, it's a different different thing. But for that kind of like you know, we, we all make comfort food. It's right. Food that's you know really pleasing to eat. Mm-hmm. It's pleasing to smell. It's you know whatever. And and her her her, you know I think I, th- those two probably. Jeff, where would you like to go if you can't go to your own place? So, um, two places. One, 
Laughlin's has amazing food that I think we, they have amazing pastries that we kind of, we don't overlap and it, that's kind of great. So I'll go there and get, uh, I'll get pastries there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like, uh, I really like Doe Mama's pie. Oh yes. yeah. Mm. I'm like a, I like pie. Mm. Love pie. Mm. Um, yeah. So those places, I don't know. There's a lot though. You know, there's there a really lot. Are. Dan the Baker's great. Yes, like you said, yeah. I'm going to go Dan spend Baker. that $32 to get the, yeah. <laughs> Whatever pastry, yeah, yeah. So that's the best and the worst thing about going to the uh, farmers markets is mm. seeing yes. him, and then I'm like, yes. well, then I gotta get a croissant. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. And uh, if people want to know more about your business, Michelle, where they can, where can they go? Uh, we are located in the on. Um, Ironically enough, our address is 445 North High. The entrance, however, is on Vine Street. Yes. Um, so that's uh, where you can get us. We also ship. We're online. Um, and, of course, a lot of the the, um, the platforms, Foodie and those kinds of things, we're, we're on there as well. Is it difficult to ship chocolate? Yes. <laughs> I never thought about that until just it now. It is. <laughs> Do you have to, like, dry ice it or no? Or yeah, not that there's expensive? special boxes that, you, that we buy that... that the product goes in. And, hmm. yeah. Okay. So best yeah, to, yeah. you know, just to come into the shop, right? But we're just now this year, because we couldn't figure it out last year. We uh-huh. stopped, you know, I think we stopped shipping chocolate in May last year. Um, whereas this year we can do it. We can ship year round. Through the summer. We, we wow. figured out how to how to actually ship it year round. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good yeah. news for people who My don't husband. live here anymore. I know. So. <laughs> Awesome. And then, Jeff, where can people learn more about Fox and Snow? Um, you can always go to our website, foxandsnow.com. And you can go on Instagram. We're on there every day. Um, obviously, our locations, Thurman, Jaeger, and German Village by the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Albany on Main and Market. And um, our Fourth Street location, which is uh, an Italian village. Yes, the original. Yeah, the original. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I think you said that. Mellow.co. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mellow.co. Plug the yeah. website. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and our website uh, for this uh, podcast episode will have all the information, okay. all the all the handles, everything. Fantastic. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get you covered. Uh, but to all of our listeners out there, uh, did we mention your favorite pastry shop in Columbus? Or if is there a pastry you wish we had in Columbus? Uh, please let us know by getting in touch with us. By sending us a tweet at This Week News or emailing online at thisweeknews.com. Again, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you. And uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or you can hear every episode on our website, thisweeknews.com slash debate. This is Abby Armbruster signing off, and stay hungry. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.